Drive time 91.3. Always on the cutting edge. Drive time it is, so 0829-913-913 is the WhatsApp line. That's where you query, comment, and stroke or criticize. Yeah. Um, can you the, send me the list of rentals on offer? Canala, I can't. Uh, yeah, 021-442-3500. We don't do rentals during drive time, I promise you. In an effort to enable and support the country's response in fighting COVID-19, the South African Health Products Regulatory Authority, huh, SAPRA for short, has been proactive in reviewing the safety and efficacy of each vaccine on a case-by-case basis. So what role does SAPRA play in reviewing COVID-19 vaccine qualities? We now chat to SAPRA CEO Dr. Botomolo Sameti. Doctor, welcome. Good day. Thank you for having me. All right, uh, quickly, just before we, we start chatting, yesterday we had a chat with an expert who spoke about the efficacy and the effectiveness of vaccines. How do you see the difference between those two terms? Because there seems to be massive confusion. Sure. So, I mean, for us as a regulator, you know, we look at um, three core parameters, right? Mm-hmm. So, firstly, it's um, safety. Um, which in the case of these vaccines would have been evaluated during phase one, um, phase two quite, quite thoroughly, and they would still look at it even under phase three. So we'd look at the safety um, in terms of what effects, um, you know, any adverse side effects, etc. And we continue to monitor this even after um, the drug has been, or the vaccine in this case, has authorization. Mm-hmm. Um, then we look at efficacy. So this is whether the vaccine, um, you know, is effective against uh, prevention um, of the disease, so to say. Hmm. And then what you then have specifically with vaccines is where you have vaccine, uh, 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 vaccine. Uh, you look at specifically the vaccine efficacy against particular strains. So what you would have noted, for example, in the country, uh, and that's why we put a, a, um, a hold on the rollout of the AstraZeneca vaccine in that when you then looked at its efficacy against a specific strain, it was reduced, but also you look at its efficacy under two parameters. So a vaccine can be effective in preventing a disease, so in, in preventing you getting sick, but also a vaccine can be effective in preventing you getting infected. And so those are the different parameters that one um, looks at. And then lastly, lastly, we would look at um, quality. This is where we say, is it a quality product that then is brought into the country? Right. And, and I think the other question that, that perhaps needs to be brought to light is the fact that all the experts we talk to say that uh, rolling out a vaccine doesn't happen overnight. It takes years, in fact, 10 years sometimes. Yet here we are with covid um, at a rollout stage after nine months. This, this is exceptional circumstances, isn't it? No, definitely exceptional. And, you know, with, with, with pandemics, um, you do expect, um, you know, that um, the, 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 the research and the scientific community would really go um, the extra mile to say, how do we accelerate access to products? So, for example, um, when it comes to these uh, vaccines, 
what we've, uh, what has been done by the research community is that, you know, typically you would have a vaccine that's developed, you know, you would do a phase one, you submit that data to, um, you submit that data to the regulator, and then you would do a phase two, you know, submit that data to the regulator, and it typically takes some time, and then it's sequential, in essence. In this case, what's being done is that a lot is being done in parallel because of the urgency for us to have um, a vaccine in the market. So while phase two was taking place, phase three studies uh, started. We even saw it even with our own evaluations as regulators that we said we will accommodate um, rolling reviews, which means that instead of the applicant waiting to have all the information available, as they get information, they then share that with us and we evaluate that. So it's really about, instead of going sequential, a lot is being done in parallel. But what I can confirm with the, with, with the listeners is that we have done thorough reviews um, for all of this. I don't think any regulator, um, you know, has compromised on the... And uh, something has happened. Um, we've lost contact with our caller. Uh, something just went clip and it looks like, um, is it ESCOM? Who is it? I'm not too sure. Uh, it looks like our computers are down. Um, I'm not too sure what the situation is. Something just went click and we lost our caller, Dr. Botomelo Sameti, CEO of SAPRA, talking to us about the safety, efficacy and effectiveness of um, uh, vaccines. And we were just stuck, trapped in mid-track. Uh, uh, so I'm just waiting to hear whether we can get uh, Dr. Botomelo online again. Doctor, I do believe we've got you back online again. Oh, all right. Just call making another call. Um, yeah, um, yeah. The doctor was telling us um, how uh, that Sapra, uh, like most uh, health regulatory authorities around the world, has had to fast tracks. In other words, um, when you test vaccines, you go phase one, two, and three, and that they've done them in parallel, obviously with very, very strict controls uh, to uh, rush. Uh, the uh, bringing the vaccines in. I do believe that, uh, Dr. Uh, Sameti, that we've got you online again. Yes, you do. Yeah, something just cut us uh, rather rudely when you were in mid-flight. Um, uh, you can carry on basically where you left off. Um, and you, you'd been talking about the fact Sapra ensured quality, and you're talking about like sort of the parallel testing phase one, two, and three to speed up the whole process of getting vaccines into the marketplace. Exactly. So I actually just wrapped up a response to that part. Thank you. Right. Now, what is interesting, um, it, worldwide, we're told there's something like 200 vaccines with over 50 on trial at the moment. How many vaccines in South Africa are under SAPRA's wing at the moment? We know AstraZeneca, we know Johnson & Johnson. What else is on the menu? Sure. So, I mean, in terms of the vaccines that uh, we've uh, received uh, applications for, you're right, we've got Pfizer, we've got Johnson & Johnson, and we have the AstraZeneca one, which we had um, authorized. And actually, we've now authorized um, emergency use of the Pfizer vaccines. Um, we are also busy with the evaluation of the Russian vaccines from the Gamalaya Institute. So that is currently in process. And we also received um, an application from uh, Sinovac. Um, this is the Chinese um, vaccine, inactivated vaccine. So those are the ones that um, we're currently uh, busy with. 
we've had meetings, what we call pre-submission meetings, with a number, um, you know, of other um, applicants or possible applicants, and we expect that they will also be submitting their vaccines quite soon. So as a matter of interest, how long would it take you, for example, let, let's use Sputnik as an example, the Rush one, because I like the name. Um, how long would it take for you to assess the Sputnik um, vaccine? I mean, what process, does, does it go through phase one, phase two, phase three in parallel or some other system? So the Sputnik vaccine has already been trialed in clinical um, trials. So what has happened is that um, the applicants have submitted uh, all the clinical uh, data with, to us, the quality data, etc. And so at the moment, we've actually started with the evaluation. And the timeframes are quite difficult to indicate because, again, it depends on the quality mm. of the data that, uh, or the submission that we get and the data. And there's quite a bit of back and forth. Uh, with the applicants. I mean, you would imagine that now with the um, uh, 501YZ2 variant, we would ask quite a number of questions around the efficacy of the vaccine against the strain. Um, so there's quite a lot of engagement, uh, but it's definitely, uh, you know, processes that we have expedited. Now, as a matter of interest, uh, let's say for argument's sake, you approve Pfizer and, and this is just hypothetical, so people don't get the wrong impression. Let's say, for, for argument's sake, you approve Pfizer, Sputnik, and Sinovac, for example, Russian, Chinese, and Pfizer, I think, from the United States or somewhere else. The more brands you approve, does it mean that there will now be a quicker rollout of vaccines if more products are approved? Or is it a question of finding the best of the best and just focusing on that? Yeah, so I mean, the, the, the strategy that um, a number of countries have taken is to, uh, you know, because this disease keeps, keeps changing, as you've noted, mm-hmm. but also, um, you know, because um, there's still a lot of, um, you know, post-authorization surveillance that we're all implementing, you'll note that a lot of the authorizations are called emergency use authorization. What we've then uh, said is, we're not going, so we'll, we'll, we'll authorize every vaccine that requires our regulatory requirements. In terms of the rollout, the country can then make a decision in terms of which vaccine they would want to roll out. But also we understand because of the different types of vaccines that they are, the country may well want to try quite um, you know, a broad range. So you, you do want to have this flexibility and a, a range of vaccines to be able to select from. So as we speak, we will therefore then have the J&J um, 3D uh, implementation study, which is currently ongoing, and that's an adenovirus uh, vector. Uh, as I've said, we've authorized now the, the Pfizer is hot off the press, um, and that's an mRNA uh, vaccine. And the other two, you know, Sinovac is a, 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 an inactivated vaccine. Gamalea is also adenovirus. So it's good to have a range um, so that we can also look at the efficacy of these vaccines in the country. Yeah, certainly interesting stuff. Um, I know uh, people listening to us um, are probably quite curious to know when, um, according to you, uh, will South African citizens be standing in queues to get vaccines um, as opposed to the priority right now, which is health professionals? Yeah, so we don't, as a regulator, I mean, we don't particularly get involved in mm-hmm. the rollout um, strategy. So what we, uh, our mandate is to ensure that there are, you know, safe, efficacious 
quality vaccines available um, in the country. And once we've authorized this, the next step for us or our role is where we then look at what we call the post-market surveillance, so where we study you know, any adverse side effects um, and we get more data around the vaccine. So it's more from that case. In terms of the rollout plan and strategy, it would definitely be the Department of Health. Dr. Botamela Sameti, CEO of SAPRA, South African Health Products Regulatory Authority, talking to us about quality controls in terms of vaccines. Certainly, certainly very strict, and that's how they should be. Doctor, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Balmoral, the fresh way. We are all trying to be better, be healthy.